Are you a hard and fast stick to the best before dates on products? Or do you see them more as meh, just a suggestion? For example, your milk says it expires today. Do you chuck it? Or do you do the sniff test for the next few days? Best before dates are mandatory in almost all prepackaged foods that will stay fresh for up to 90 days. Now, in Britain, some grocers there have recently removed best before dates from packaged fruits and vegetables, apparently to help people uh, waste less. But according to a new report by Dalhousie University's Agri-Food Analytics Lab, Canadians are not open to scrapping best before dates to reduce food waste. How does it work in your home? We'd love to hear from you. Let me know on the text line. Our next guest and his team work to reduce food waste and in turn help those experiencing food insecurity. Winston Rosser is the VP of Food, uh, food Rescue at Second Harvest. Hey, Winston, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Winston, are, do you do the sniff test? Do you, or do you follow the, the expiry dates or the best before dates, or are you kind of like uh, loosey-goosey with them? No, of course I do the sniff test. You have to uh, <laughs> practice what you uh, preach in uh, our line of food rescue. And I think, you know, there's a lot of confusion around best before dates, and yeah. it really is a, a major source of avoidable food waste in Canada. And I think it's important for people to note that best before dates are actually given to a product by the manufacturer. And they represent an estimate of peak quality or freshness. They're not actually a food safety indicator. So it's not the same as an expiry date. Yeah, and so the expiry date, though, is a safety indicator, isn't it? Exactly. And in fact, there are only five types of food that have an expiry date. And these mainly consist of baby formula, supplements, meal replacements, and prescription diet foods. Mm -hmm. Those foods should not be consumed past expiry. But all other food types, the, the produce, the protein, dairy, packaged goods, all have best before dates. And those can be safely consumed past their best before date. So as a vice president of Food Rescue, at Second Harvest. Maybe first off, tell us exactly what Second Harvest does and, 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 and the goal of Second Harvest. Yeah, definitely. So at Second Harvest, we're Canada's largest food rescue organization, and we work with businesses across the food supply chain from farmers and manufacturers through to retailers and restaurants, really looking to recover surplus, unsold, good, healthy food, and then redistributing that food to a network of charities and nonprofits right across the country. We work with food banks, shelters, community organizations, meal programs, any type of non profit that can use food in their program will help access that uh, that food how much food do you rescue on average so uh, last year we rescued over 41 million pounds of food wow. from right across the supply chain and right across the country and we know uh, that we're just scratching the surface uh, as, as hard as that may be uh, to believe to believe uh, we released a research study this year called wasted opportunity that found that only four percent of surplus edible food produced by the food industry is currently being rescued and redistributed to uh, communities as, as food donations why, why do you think uh, that is, Winston? 
Well, I think there's uh, lots of misconceptions uh, around liability and really viewing uh, unsaleable product as an operational cost rather than as an opportunity uh, to salvage that product and, and feed communities in need. When you take a look at, I mean, there was a report out yesterday about, uh, you know, across the country and, you know, focusing in in Alberta, the number of people uh, living with food insecurity and severe food insecurity. We're seeing uh, the food banks in our, in our, uh, across this province, you know, off the charts busy, like doubling or doubling and a half as far as how many people are, are using them uh, year over year. The work that you do, I mean, that could go a long way. And if people kind of change their attitudes about it and businesses change their attitude, that could go a very, very long way to helping deal with some of these issues. Yeah, exactly. I mean, on the flip side of what I mentioned about only 4% of surplus edible food being produced by the industry that's currently being rescued, rescued and redistributed, that means that there's still 96% of the food that is produced as unsold surplus edible food in the industry could be recovered and could go to feed uh, people and communities in need right across the country. So. You know, at Second Harvest, our core operations is food rescue and redistribution, but we do a lot of work in our thought leadership around uh, food rescue and redistribution and the environmental effects of food loss and waste. And we do a lot of education and training. And on this subject in particular around code date labeling, yeah. you know, food safety is paramount to everything that we do at Second Harvest. We have a great education and training program. It's accessible for businesses, nonprofits, and individuals. There's really great material on our website at secondharvest.ca. We offer a variety of workshops, and we have one on food waste prevention training that deals with this exact topic we're, we're talking about here today, food date labeling, uh, how to know when food is good or not good yeah. to eat, how to reduce food waste at home, and how date labels are contributing to unnecessary food waste in Canada. Yeah, I've printed off the best before timetable. It's sitting right in front oh, of me. Yeah, it's sitting right it's in front of me. It's on my fridge at home, yeah. <laughs> I think I might have to put it up on my fridge as well. So when you take a look at, you know, for example, example, in Britain, some grocers are, are changing, uh, removing best before dates on, on certain things like on fruits and vegetables, that, that, that sort of thing. How far would that go? Now, there's no talk of it here, but how far could that go to um, reducing food waste? I think it could go a long way. You know, we know that uh, 25, uh, tw approximately 21% of avoidable um, food loss and waste occurs at the, the consumer level. And I do think that many people use best before date information uh, and, and treat it interchangeably with, with that expiry date, which it's not. People use the information of a best before to dispose of food mm -hmm. when it's still safe for consumption. And this really leads to uh, a lot of household food waste. And when that's accounting for almost a, a, about a fifth of the total avoidable food loss and waste uh, across the supply chain, that's a significant uh, contribution. Does second harvest seek out um, companies that produce food where there's a lot of food waste or there continues to be the potential for a lot of food waste? Or do they come to you? Or is it a combination of both? It's a combination of both because we we work with a, a variety of businesses across the supply chain. As a food rescue organization, we really receive food from a variety of sources, and uh, a lot of our donations come from further up 
the supply chain yeah. from places like distribution centers, warehouses, farms, and really due to things like canceled orders, surplus harvests, uh, the quote-unquote imperfect-looking produce, uh, labeling issues, there's discontinued products, there are issues in storage and transportation that make product available for donation. There's a whole wide variety of uh, ways in which we, we source food and food finds us. And Winston, uh, just before I let you go, what I, I'd, I'd like you to leave my listeners with a, you know some food for thought, no pun intended, but some food for thought on food waste and what they could be or should be doing at home maybe to, uh, to, to deal with that. Well, I think uh, the most jarring uh, fact I could leave you with is uh, part of our 2019 research, the avoidable crisis of food waste, that looked at food loss and waste across the supply chain in Canada and found that 58% of all food in Canada annually is lost or wasted. Mm. So over half of the food produced in the country is currently lost or wasted. And of that, 32% of that food could be redirected to uh, support Canadians in need. So um, those are pretty staggering statistics uh, when when you reflect on them. And, uh, you know, there's a whole lot more we could be doing, uh, you know, across, across the industry, across our, our food system to ensure that uh, food isn't going to waste and having uh, the negative in environmental impact and that uh, hungry people are, are being fed. Winston, you've uh, given us lots to think about this afternoon. Let's have another conversation down the road sometime. Thank you so much. Sounds great. Thanks very much. Yeah, take care. And if you want to find out more and find that best before timetable, all you have to do is Google second harvest.